For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. podcast uh i got a new co-host my buddy chad clark how you doing how you? man good coach how are you i'm doing well i'm doing well uh had a big week weekend this weekend up here we, we started high school football so it was a lot of fun and couple you know it was like a little appetizer right this weekend a little, little appetizer like getting you know, like some wings or something you got, you got a couple games this weekend did you watch a little college football yeah i mean that nebraska northwestern game was unfortunately it was the best game on started at 1230 and so you know you got a little you know some good football there and then you know 330 rolls around and you know you got Austin you know Austin P by you know playing Little Sisters of the Poor you know so after that Florida State I think manhandled uh uh they manhandled who they played it's just after that you know and I wasn't going to stay up for that uh um Vanderbilt Hawaii game so that was I was in bed for that one. Yeah, I watched a few, but you know, I did watch. I was running around. We had a birthday party and stuff to go to, but uh, I did watch quite a bit of the second half of that Northwestern Nebraska. What'd like, what do you think of that? I mean, Nebraska has been on everybody's list as like the the top up and coming team. I didn't believe it. Scott Frost is not a good coach. I like, can we just say it? He's not that good a coach. He needs yeah. to he needs to leave Nebraska. Go be an analyst for a couple of years. Go be an OC and redo it. Like, like he's just a bad coach. You know, it's coaching malpractice that up until this year, he didn't have a coach on staff to do special teams. Like, what are you doing? Like, special teams are third of the game. Well, and, and I think badly coach, he's badly yeah. coached. And, and he blew the game on that onside kick. Man, I know. What were you thinking doing an onside kick, Clark? I, I, I've never really seen anything like that. Up two scores. You gave them good field position. Northwestern was struggling to move the ball up and down the field. Um, you know, consistently they had, you know, it's, I mean, just give to give them that field position up two scores. I, I just it was idiotic. idiotic. I, 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 I just, it's just the same show. It's the same thing every time. There, did you see that stat? I got to read that stat to you. Hang on, hang on. I got two seconds. I sent it to somebody. This stat is the craziest stat you ever see. And uh, Nebraska has now lost seven straight games all by single digits. The Cornhuskers were the first major college football team in the AP era, which goes back to 1936. To lose yeah. seven straight games, I was like, how do you lose? Like, it, it, they're just badly coached. I don't know what to say. Scott Frost, you're a nice guy. You back to alma mater. You stink. You got to go you know, be he, analyst. He gave up, you know, three and nine last year. <clears throat> you know, he gave he gave uh, play calling up to, to Pitt's old offense coordinator. Yes, he's, correct. I mean, he's, he's been around everywhere. You know, always a solid OC. I mean, they scored 28 points. You let Northwestern get, you know, would they score 31, 31, 28? Yeah. Something? But, but, but the thing about it is, he, did you hear he threw him under the, the bus? Uh, you know, you could tell he, he, he didn't under, that's, this is the first year he's never called plays um, yeah. as a head coach. And you could right. tell it bothered him a little bit. You know, I think he wanted to kind of stick with the run. Um, and, uh, you know, 
Nebraska's offense didn't look bad. Just, you know, that they had a fumble inside the 10 yard line, you know, couple, just it's a typical Scott Frost game, you know, couple plays don't go. That was way. the most Nebraska way yeah. to lose ever. And I don't know how good Northwestern's going to be either, but no, they're not going to be very good, but like, like, you know, I know they killed him last year, but coaching with, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald's a great coach. You know, I, 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 he is. I mean, yeah, they get down years because they're, North, they're, they're Northwestern, but he's a great coach. He always maximizes his talent. And, you know, you can't say that. You know, you know, I, I'm way jumping the gun here. You know, I'd love to see you get the Nebraska job. The guy from Wake Forest, what's his name? Um, he's done uh, he a. Was at, he, he was at BG. Clausen. Dave Clausen. He's a great. He, what he's done, they're like the smallest Division One school in all the Power Five. And, would they win 10 games last year? I know it's the ACC, but still, but I'd love for like they need. Another thing is, you know, everybody in the Big Ten West's identity is physical football, run the ball, I offense, Iowa. Who works there? Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's gonna like they're trying to be like Ohio State in a way. Like, you know, that's not how you win in the Big Ten West. I, I just, I thought he'd be good there, you know, but everybody did. He was the most sought after uh, coach that, 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 that coach you imagine practice. if Florida hired him, he would have lasted two years. They would have cracked. Yeah. Oh, he'd been doing, he would have gone. You know, it, it's he, the first step was was this year. He took that. He took his pay cut, cut it in half. Um, you know, the writing is on the wall. If he doesn't, well, if after doesn't, October first, his buyout cuts down to seven and a half million. So, yeah, you know, he he he's done. I mean, I, I well, it, if you coach, coach, if you look at their schedule, you got North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma on the road. Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. You know, they could have started off 7-8-1 before those last gauntlet of games. I, I shouldn't say it's over. If he got to, like, 7-5, and five, everybody loves him there. They might let him have another year. But you know what reminds me of? It reminds me of Clay Helton. Like, Clay Helton was, like, dead man walking, and they just kept him around forever. And it's like, like, I could have told you after one year that Clay Helton wasn't the guy. I could have told you after one or two years he wasn't the guy, but they oh he's a nice guy, he's a Nebraska guy. Oh, we, it's like oh. you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you know, yeah. he's not the guy. I'm sorry, and you're you're waffling in the air for that. And they're great fans and great people, but they should have yeah. fired Bo Pelini. Probably not. No, I know he was a jerk, and they didn't like that. They're Midwest, and anyways, so yeah, <laughs> we got it going right away. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Clark's going to be joining me. B-Way will jump on occasionally. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of times it just be Clark and I. Clark's down in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm in Lancaster, PA. So there you go, a little north versus south action for us, and we'll be on Zoom bringing you the show. So Looking forward, look, looking forward to a great year. You know, college football, you know, uh, down here in uh, Florida kind of, you know, kind of rolls, uh, rolls all. Um, you know, it's, it's SEC nation all the way down here. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I, you know, I, 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 I could imagine it's just crazy. Is a local talk radio all about SEC? Yeah, it's all Florida, Florida state. They sprinkle in a little Miami, um, but mostly Florida and Florida state and Florida state's obviously been down. Florida's coming off, you know, a bad year. Um, so I think, uh, I think everybody's excited to get this season going to quit talking about, you know, the, the bad football that's been played down here the last, uh, you know, the last couple of years. Okay. Right now I'm going to, I just thought of this. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. So between Florida hired Billy Napier. Yep. Miami hired Mari Cristobal right now. 
if you had a better, but a thousand dollars, which <laughs> one is better coach for their program and is more successful? Which one you think it is? I would probably have to go with Mario. He's got the track record. He built a pretty good program there in Oregon. I mean, he had some good recruits and, uh, you know, he, he had them turn around in the right direction. So, you know, Napier, you know, coming from a, sc- a small school, you don't see that as much anymore. And I know he was, I know he was offensive coordinator at, you know, at Clemson and, and he, he, he had a lot of, um, he had a lot of good, I guess, division one coaching jobs prior to, you know, to come to Florida, but you know, you got to prove it. And I think Mario's already proven it. Um, Miami's, you know, they're spending some money on facilities that they're trying to build their, their self a world-class program. They brought down uh, Clemson's uh, um, athletic director last year, which, you know, that that's first step in, in, in turning things around. So I'd, I'd have to go with Miami right now. I think I'm with you because uh, think about Crystal Balls. He builds his team physical. Uh, even though they got out physical by Utah last year twice, but, the, but, but the, they were, they built them on the line of scrimmage. So if he could do that at Miami, you know, and he put a press of staff together. I really like Billy Napier. I think he, he might be the long-term answer at Florida. They got to be patient. The roster's kind of in shambles a little bit, but I think Billy Napier could be the guy. He came in and demanded a lot from the recruiting. So, you know, oh, we got to wow. get back to the days when, when, you know, you had Miami good, Florida, Florida and Florida State. I mean, it's crazy how down, you know, at least Florida's been somewhat up at times. Well, a couple of years ago, they were in that, you know, two years ago, they were in that SEC championship. You know, Florida State's been down for a while here, and then Miami's been down. It's just, it'd be great for college football if all three got back to playing good football. And I, I don't know what to think about Mike Novell. He's, he's going to have to get the seven or eight wins or he could be gone. They look, they look good against Duquesne yesterday, yesterday but – you know, if uh, uh, if you look, you know, at Florida, that run was Spurrier and then, then transitioned into um, and then kind of, you know, I think they had Ron Zook in there for a couple of years and then Trizis and, and the Urban Meyer. It was a top three program. I mean, they yeah, won three correct. national championships. They won all those SE titles. Um, they were playing in big ball games. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it went sideways on them after after Urban. You know, well, just there, couple- wasn't the knock their facilities weren't great, and then they weren't spending. They've not been spending money on recruiting like Georgia and Alabama have been. No, and, and Mullen did not like the recruit. He was pretty yeah, open about yeah. that, and uh, that was not his not his thing. And, and if you look at their the depth of the roster, um, you know, it, it shows. So you know, I, I know uh, Napier. He's put a lot of money. Um, I think he has recruiting coordinators, you know, for, I think he's got like 14 or 15 recruiting coordinators that are basically running the show with everything. Well, so, cause he came in and he said, I'm not taking the job unless you do this. And then and Florida was so desperate. They said, okay. And then their facilities are getting better. So you're right. Like that's what Kirby did at Georgia. He said, your recruiting is 20 years old. We got to do this, this, and this. And they, you know, I, if you can't eat, breathe, drink, sleep, recruiting in college football 24-7, you can't be successful as a coach. It's just – that's how it is. You got to no. get these kids. Like, it's all – it's – 70% of the job is probably talent acquisition. You got to go get these kids. And you're in yeah. Florida. You're in a great state. You got Georgia's close. You're a national brand. I mean, yeah, you got to be getting kids. I agree. You know, so I it's going to be fascinating to see, you know – He's got a quarterback, Anthony Richardson. I mean, the Big Ten – I mean, the SEC East isn't the the hardest. It's the easier of the two SECs, you know. So, 
uh, you know, maybe you can get him to eight, nine wins this year and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Kuyper's got him as a top 20 player coming out in this year's draft. I mean, the guy hasn't done anything, you know. I, I know. Thinking, it, it, it's it's all on natural abilities. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy that anybody has him in the first round right now. Like, th- that to me is media hype. He's like Willis. He's going to go in the third round. I mean, unless he blows up, but I, I think he's got so many physical attributes, but we don't know. I mean, so we'll see. I mean, maybe he'll play well this year. Yeah, I mean – uh if he doesn't play well, it could be a long season down there in uh, Gainesville. Yeah. Okay. So on this show, guys, we're going to talk about uh, the conferences. We kind of jumped the jump there uh, a little bit there, uh, and we got a special guest, uh, Andrew Calesta, on on Fox Forty Three. He's a, he's a real good guy. He's a local guy in Pennsylvania, but he he went to the Big Ten Media Day, and he also goes to a lot of, a lot of the Penn State games. Um, Clark's going to give us a little. We're going to do a little gambling nugget. We got our picks, and then we're going to start with our conference breakdown. We kind of did already. So here you go, guys. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my favorite to win the SEC, which is pretty clear this year, uh, a sleeper team, which I threw in there. And then, uh, Clark, if you had a favorite or you want to say anything about my favorite or, or, or sleeper team, yeah, I got some com- the conferences. I got some comments. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So SEC, Alabama. Alabama's loaded. I mean, they're bringing back probably the best two players in college football and Bryce Young and and uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. They're absolutely loaded. They, you know, they needed a running back. They went and got the kid from from Georgia Tech, who's really good. Gibbs. They needed a receiver. They got a, got a receiver from Louisville. Um, they needed a corner. They got a corner from LSU. So they plugged some holes. They're probably they're right there. If they don't win at all, I think they're at least in the playoffs. They're probably going to win the SEC. I wouldn't be shocked if they're eleven and one or twelve and zero. I think they're the favorite. Uh, you got any comments on that? Yeah, coach. I think you're right on. You know. Um... You know, defense, they kind of struggled last year. You know, I'd be surprised if, uh, you know, if, if Nick Saban allowed two two bad years in a row for coming from their defense. Like you said, Willie Anderson, uh, Bryce Young, probably two of the top five players in college football. Um, Willie Anderson might be the number one pick next year, and uh, Bryce Young could be the second or third, depending on who, like Stroud or, or Young. Um, you know, I, I believe the, you know, two things, Texas A&M and uh, – <clears throat> they have Texas A&M and Auburn, both at home. Those are two of the big games, um, both at home. I think they could run the table. I actually have uh, Alabama. Uh, their over-unders, 10.5 games. I have them a- a- as their over based on, on the fact that I think they – I think at worst they go 11-1. Um, yeah, I would take so that. I would take over on. too. I, I agree. 11, you know, 10.5. I just think that they're going to probably go 11-1 worst case. You, you look back at their last 10 years under Saban, I mean, they would have hit. They would have hit um, over over ten and a half wins, um, nine out of ten years in the regular season. Does a win loss that doesn't include bulls? That's just regular. No, season. No, it's just regular season. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, a sleeper team. You know, I did put Florida there as my sleeper team, but I already think Georgia's going to be there. I think Georgia could make a playoff run as well. Now they brought back a lot yeah, on they defense. Lost a lot. They lost a lot, but they did. They still got a lot of good guys. That, like their best defensive lineman, they still like the Jalen Carter kid. You know, they did lose a lot, but I still think Georgia will be in the mix somewhere. They're not going to fall off. They might, you know, maybe not be as quite as good. Uh, Florida could be there. You know, Texas A&M's interesting. They announced Haynes King as the starting quarterback. He's a good dual threat guy. He can run and throw. So you would think eventually Jimbo would hit and get to 10-11 wins with all the talent he's getting to come there. So I think Texas A&M, I think Florida, you know, I mean, Kentucky maybe with with the – the quarterback that got coming back, 
you know, maybe, and then and then Georgia. So, you know, I Georgia coach Georgia had eight guys selected on defense in the first five rounds. I know, but their best defensive player, defensive lineman, they think was Jalen Carter, and he's coming back to be a top five pick. Yeah, you're right. They did lose. So what that tells me is their defense will fall back to earth a little bit, and their offense will probably be just as good or a little better. So that means they probably lose a game or two. So they're probably like 10 and two, 11 and one. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, you know, we'll see how they are. They got Oregon right off the bat. So, you know, we'll see, you know, obviously they have, you know, um, we'll see how they, how they go there. It's, it's a neutral site game, um, you know, played indoors, you know, two fast teams. So, so, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I am curious about Texas A&M. You know, can, can, can Jimbo, he beat Saban last year, but can he get the, you know, the, you know, LSU, you bought your former guy, Brian Kelly, but I think that they're kind of rebuilding this year. I think maybe the next year they could take a step. Auburn what about, is a disaster. What about Arkansas? What about Arkansas? I, mean, I love Sam Pittman. I, I, yeah. I could drink from the Sam Pittman Kool-Aid. I love that guy. That guy is awesome. Arkansas, maybe. But I, I mean, I can't, like, I just can't see anybody in the SEC West coming out of out of their Babama. And then the East is, I don't know, I would still say Georgia or Florida to me. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people are loving Tennessee, but I don't know if they're good enough on defense. So it's going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of good quality teams, obviously, always in the SEC. It's the best conference. Yeah, it's the best conference. You know, you look at Texas A&M's schedule, Sam Houston, Appala- Appalachian State, Miami, Arkansas, um, and then Mississippi State, and then they got that Bama game October 8th. So, you know, you could see, you know, potentially two, you know, top three teams there if they run that table to the Bama game. And I'm sure Bam will, you know, up until that point, probably run the table. So it could be two 6-0 teams facing off, you know, October 8th in, in, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, there we go. Um, okay, there's the SEC. Let's go into the Big Ten. <laughs> All right, now I'm a homer, but come oh, on. Big here. time homer here, guys. <laughs> All right, I think Ohio State wins it. I think the, they're bringing so much back on offense. Their whole line, I, I think, is going to be better, too. They hired Justin Fry, who's a good offensive line coach. Their old old line coach was getting old, and and he, and he had some health problems. So I think their old line will be better uh, offensively. There's really not many questions. Defensively is the questions. Jim Knowles getting paid two million dollars a year. You know he, he they they played a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys back with experience. Um, coming in last year, they're like 112th in the nation in experience. This year, they're like top 25. So they got a lot of experience on defense. If Jim Knowles can, I'm not saying a lot of talk at media day. Ryan Day said they wanted he wanted to be a top 10 defense. And Ryan, Jim Knowles said, that's it. I want to be top five. So I, I don't know if they'll be that high, but if they're like, they were like 59th last year in defense, total defense. If they're like in the twenties or thirties, I think they win the big 10. Tell me if I'm wrong there, sir. Oh, Ohio state. First of all, has, has three Heisman cannons. You get you have three Heisman candidates on your offense, you're gonna you're gonna look pretty good, right? Um, you know, I think Michigan's gonna be all right as well. You know, Michigan, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, Michigan offensively basically returns their entire team. They have two capable quarterbacks. Um, I wouldn't rule them out. Uh, you know, I do think Harbaugh he gets a lot of you know a lot of laughs. You know, he he makes a lot of a lot of stupid comments, but he is a pretty dang good football coach. 
Um, so I don't think you can rule those them out. But yeah, you're right. Ohio State could be the most talented team in the country offensively. Um, Ryan Day, you know, excellent offensive football coach. Um, it, it's it's going to depend, you know, on the defense, like you said, replacing, you know, the defensive coordinator there. And, you know, they do have eight starters back on the defense. So, you know, they're right there. I mean, if they don't make the final four, I think it's a, a completely unsuccessful season. Um, I could see them, you know, um, I could see them winning the national championship, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I, obviously. I, I, I do that. believe that they have a national championship potential because they have a quarterback coming back. They're loaded on offense. The defense is good. They'll have a chance. I, I agree. I don't think Michigan's going anywhere. They got to replace both coordinators, which has always been a little bit interesting for Harbaugh in the past. But, yeah, I think that they'll, they'll, they're not going away. My sleeper team is Michigan State. I love what Tucker's building. You don't like it? Oh, man. Like- they, they won five games. You know how you said North uh, Nebraska lost seven games last year within seven points? Michigan State won all five of their games within seven points. I have a feeling they're going to take a step back this year. Their over-under on wins um, is seven and a half, and I think that's about right. You know, I think they could go seven and five, eight and four. I don't see them doing that. Wow. I, I like Michigan State. Here's why they bring back a lot of guys, including yes. the quarterback. They got two transfer running backs. They, they're like transfer portal U. He just dips his toes in there. They beat Michigan. He's beat Michigan two years in a row. Like for all the, you know, the, yeah, Michigan beat Ohio State, but he's beaten Harbaugh last two years. So, yeah. you know, you know, so I like what Tuck is building. Tucker's now trying to get some bigger recruits. He's had some success so far with it. So I like what Tucker's building. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting in the Big Ten East because you got Penn State coming off two down years. You got Michigan State, who's kind of coming. You got Michigan, who had a good year last year, even though they lost to Michigan State. Other than that, they had a really good year and lost the playoff, but they had still had a hell of a year. And it's like, so the Big Ten East is really good. You know, and then you got out west. It's like I don't know what to think out west. They're all kind of jumbled together. I don't think any of them's elite, but they're all going to be pretty good. At, you know, the Minnesotas, the Iowas, Wisconsin. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play good defense. You know, they all play good defense. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to think of the West. So yeah. I got Wisconsin winning the West. You, you know, do all, coming back. Yeah, they've had a couple I down do. years. You know, it's going to be interesting because he brought an offensive coordinator. In. So he was offensive. Chris called the plays. He gave it up. And, and he gave it up. He gave up the play calling, and then he took it back. And now he brought in Ingram, I think, from the Ravens, and he's the offense quarter. He's good. You got to be offense quarter. So we'll see what happens there. You know, they should be right there. They've been down the last couple of years, one COVID year, but last year they were a little disappointing to me. Yeah, you know, they have been down, but down for them, you know, eight and four, nine and five. So I, I do think they kind of bounce back. They bounce back here. Last year they're nine and four. You know, if that's a down year, you know, they, I, I think they're going to win that, uh, that that other side of the Big Ten. You know, um, Nebraska, I think everybody kind of thought they were going to be there too. Obviously, they're, you know, losing with Western kind of throws them off off already first game of the year. You know, this is this is eighth, eighth year of uh, Paul Chris. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how he does. This I, I, I kind of feel like this is a make or break a year for him. You know, they love their football up there at Wisconsin. And, you know, Barry Alvarez, you know, he's still heavily involved. And, you know, this is their uh, – they love football. And, you know, they want to win Big Ten championships and play, compete for uh, national championships. And, and uh, you know, we'll see how they do here. Their schedule sets up. You know, they got to add Ohio State. 
um, on September 24th. They should be three and zero. They got Illinois, Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State. Two, three cupcakes. So you know, I, I fully expect them to be undefeated going there in Ohio State. And uh, you know, they they really they're at Michigan State, and then end of the season at Iowa, at Nebraska, at home to Minnesota, which is always a, their rivalry game. So you know, I, I have them go to nine and three, ten and two. Um, and, and I like that over eight and a half games uh, for, for Wisconsin. You know what I'm going with? Roll the bow, Minnesota. Got Tanner Morgan has been there for 18 years. That guy's been there forever. Yeah. They should have never fired. Uh, well, Kirk Soraka should have never left. He was their offensive coordinator. They won 10 games. He goes to Penn State, he gets fired, and now he's back at, at Minnesota. I'm going row the boat. I'm, I don't know. Something's wrong at Wisconsin. I'm going row the boat to win the West. With that over and under, eight and a half, I, uh, I'll probably go over like nine and th- I don't think they're going to be bad, but I, I got a feeling Minnesota brings a lot back. I got a feeling Minnesota's going to be like 10 and two and win that West. I was good on defense, but their offense stunk last year. If their their offense, their defense was like top five in the nation. If they had a competent offense, you know, they they, they would have been really good. I know they won the Big Ten West, but it was just crazy how good their defense was and their offense stunk. Yeah, it, and I'll tell you this: Minnesota's uh, out of conference is 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 cupcake as as much as uh, oh, is it okay? Uh, That's the only reason. Yeah, New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado. I guess Colorado on the road. Could be a sneaky, sneaky game, but Cardinal. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then at Michigan State, you know they got Purdue, Illinois, Penn State. You know the regular Big Ten schedule. So, you know, no, that they're you know PJ Flex. You know, six years in. You know, like you said, they got uh, Tanner Morgan there as, as quarterback. He's, he's you know been there forever. He's, he's twenty. He's been there forever. He's, he's twenty five years old. You know, so you know they got got a lot of, have a lot of experience. They got twelve returning starters. You know, they could they could do some things. You know, I. It's just, can they go on the road and win big football games? I just, they, that's that's where they struggle is on the road. They're they're fine at home. They get on the right. they get on the road. They just they struggle. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. The Big Twelve. So we did SEC Big Big Twelve. My favorite is Baylor. Dave Aranda's really you know done a nice job there. You know, you know they won the Big Twelve last year. They did lose a lot, but but he's really building a nice program there. Real physical, tough program. Play good defense. You know the you know the Big Twelve gets a bad rap. Everybody says there's this fun, crazy offense. You know they've been playing some good defense there. Baylor plays defense. You know Oklahoma's going to play defense now with Venables. Like, like like teams play defense there. Oklahoma State's had a good defense. So you know they're my favorite. Uh, I like Baylor a lot. And then my you know my sleepers is Oklahoma. You know they lost a lot. I mean, they had like 25 kids leave the program, but they replaced some with the transfer portal. I think Venables is going to be a really good coach. He got Dylan Gabriel from um, UCF to come in. He's a really good quarterback. A lot of people don't know about, but he's a talented kid. So I, I, I could see them doing well, but I just like Baylor a little bit better. But it would not shock me at all if Oklahoma won the Big 12 as well. He. You're, you're, totally, you're totally off the Texas, the Texas trade. You don't think they're going to do anything this year? You know, they've been so bad. They went, what, five and seven last year. Mm-hmm. They have amazing skill. You know, it, I think people, some people were saying he's Tate Michelle, Martel. No, Quinn Ewers is good. Uh, they got the best running back in the country. They got good receivers, but their line is a mess. They're talking about starting two or three freshmen. And then defensively, yeah. they couldn't stop a fly last year. 
So I think they're seven and five, maybe eight and four, but that like I, I can't make that leap from five. You know what I mean? I just can't make that leap. They've been down for so long, Clark. I mean, and I got a lot of questions on Sark. Everyone's like, Sark, Sark, Sark. Okay, you got Arch Man and great. Congrats. What has Sark done in his career? I mean, he was okay at Washington. He flamed out at USC. I know he had a problem. I'm not condoning that, but to me, he's got I got a lot of questions about Sark long term as a head coach. No, I th- I think those I think that's I think that's I think those uh those are fair uh you know, that's fair. <laughs> Here's the thing. Baylor, you know, do do I have trust in them to win win the Big Twelve? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're the you know they had those down years uh, with Art Bryles and, and that whole shenanigans and and uh, then they brought in uh, what's his name that's Carolina coach uh, Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule and, and he Kevin turned Baker. the program. Yeah, he turned the program around. Yeah, your boy Baker. And uh, you know, I just don't have a lot. I'll be honest. I think Oklahoma takes a step back this year. I actually have them as my my under. Their over under on wins is nine and a half. I actually have the under on that. I think Oklahoma State, go, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Wow. I think they okay. go seven and five, eight and four. You know, they brought over uh, Dylan Gabriel from uh, UCF. He's a stud, but they yeah. lost a lot. They lost like 20, 20 transfers. Yeah, they, they, they returned 10, 10 starters, which isn't which isn't great. Um, so they're they're going to be they're going to be an inexperienced team. I, I believe Gabriel uh, was hurt last year for UCF, so you know he's coming off that injury. Um, you know. Th- their schedule isn't the most difficult. You know, they do have a little stretch there. Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, um, all four and four four games in six weeks. So, you know, that's going to tell their season. Um, and Oklahoma State, you know, obviously I watched them, you know, kind of come back. Notre Dame had them down big in the bowl game. And, uh, you know, they came back and won that game. Uh, Mike Gundy, I believe he's the most – he's the longest tenured uh, coach in the Big 12. This is a year 18. So they do have the experience. Their uh, their out of conference is completely terrible, um, you know. So yeah, I think Oklahoma State could win, could win that uh, Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me again, you know, I think that the SEC is pretty slam dunk. I would go with Alabama, Ohio State. I feel really good about the Big Ten, the Big Twelve. I think it's wide open. You, you're right. Oh, you know, if Texas line can come together, they could win it. Oklahoma, maybe. I mean, Oklahoma, whoever wins that Big Twelve, do they still even get a spot in the Final Four? I don't. Unless know. somebody goes twelve and zero, probably not. Probably ten and two. Yeah. All right, here we go. We got our guest, Andrew. How you doing, buddy? Good man. How are you? The hot takes artist. Hot uh, takes artist. I'm a little tired after being on the golf course today, so I'm not sure. Uh, uh, did you? Okay, so 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 we're yeah. This is my buddy Chad Clark. He lives now in Jacksonville, Florida, actually. So, yeah, we changed our name, College Triple Index now. Box 43, Andrew Klesta. This is the guy's the man. All right, so let's start here. Um, I want to start before we get to Penn State. You know, media day. Can you – I know that's why I'll go. Can you just tell us – give us some thoughts on some other teams in the Big Ten? You don't have to say Ohio State. I'm a homer. I know that. But, like, some thoughts on some other teams you came away with. Is there anybody – any teams you really walked away with you felt really impressed with? Yeah, Ohio State. <laughs> Okay, why? We are, we're on the bandwagon too, Andrew. So here's why. Because these coaches, they don't want to deal with the media. They really don't. But I'm very impressed that like Ryan Day, there's a like a horde of media people like around them taking questions on the side. Not every coach does it. 
Ryan Day doesn't have to do it, but he does. And then he's doing one-on-ones with local television. Who's in local television? <laughs> this guy's raising his hand. This guy. I would love to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, cool. I'm impressed that Ryan Day goes out of his way and does all that stuff, puts in the extra time and stuff like that. Um, real quick on Penn State, you know, James Franklin had by far the longest opening statement out of everybody, you know, so the whole 15 minutes wasn't a lot. And then he got asked about playing Indiana by somebody who writes for Indiana. So, all right, that uh, took up another three minutes or whatever. But I was, you know, James was a little bit different. He wasn't saying the offensive line is going to go out there and do this. He wasn't saying the offensive line is going to go out there and do this. He said, like, it's got to be done on the field. But then there was that whole, like, storm of, unionization meeting going on at Penn State. So it was like, this isn't going to go well for anything. Um, you know, just talking more about Penn State, because that's a team I cover. P.J. Mustaford and Jair Brown, I mean, they were impressive. Jair just talked about how there's a lot of depth and like these young guys that are coming in. He, he's like, they're more prepared than when I was coming in. So I, Jair Brown's a pretty good football player. So that I think Penn State fans should be excited about. P.J. Mustaford alleviated some of my fears when it comes to the Penn State defensive line. Because I thought Penn State's defensive line before P.J. went down last year was really good. It was. So, really good. I mean, Arnold Ebicady, I mean, I love talking to him from the moment I saw him at Wisconsin and grabbed him postgame at Wisconsin. I was impressed by that dude. So I was like, how is Penn State going to re- replace him? And, you know, my fears are a little bit alleviated after talking to P.J. Mustafer. Um, so you, P- you, think, you think a lot of the – you think like Nickel, you think Singleton and some of these other young guys will get on the field? Well, yeah, I think, you know, Allen and Singleton are going to get on the field. I think they're going to be, by Big Ten play, I think they'll be backs one and two, maybe one and three. Okay, good. I yeah, just okay. do. So this is the world of the NIL. How many guys at Penn State have you heard that have an NIL deal? I, I don't know. I know Singleton has one. I know Singleton so, does for sure. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't yeah, think it, it matters. It, I don't think the coaches get to play who's the best player or – not saying he's not the best player. I'm just saying it. Right. It's a new world. You get a dude with a million dollar NIL from one of your big time boosters or whatever, and then that kid's not going to play. I mean, okay. I, uh, Andrew, I have I have a guy that I work with down here, and he has a side business. Um, he's autograph college college NFL, um, mostly just football. He said he offered the Penn State four four star running back. He's a freshman. He offered Nicholas Singleton. They yeah, offered him. They offered him fifty thousand dollars. He said he do anything for less than a hundred. Yeah, it could be, could have been Singleton, could have been Allen. Those are two big guys. Well, I, I believe I believe Catron Allen came from IMG. So I mean, it definitely could have been, been him. Aired. That could. I think he's a freshman. Yeah, yeah you're freshman. you're lucky that's not a 2006 Fiesta Bowl shirt, by the way, man. Or I'd be making no. a bunch of AJ Hawk on Brady. <laughs> 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 he's a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Um, hey, you. Uh, you know, you brought up James Franklin. This is year what year nine for him. Just signed a ten year extension. Um, you know, what's, what's expectations, you know, he can't, you know, three, four years ago, you're thinking, man, this, this team could, could live in the final yeah. four. And now uh, coming off the last two years, just disappointing. I mean, do they turn it around? Does he turn it around? What's going well, on? I'm going to go back to 2016 after the Ohio state game, James Franklin said, we well, was asked by one of the beat, one of the beat writers, I, I believe it was David Jones. I'm not, I'm I remember not that. Sister, yes, but I, I think it was David Jones was asked where on the schedule does this win rank? And James was like, right on schedule, right on schedule. No, it was not right on schedule. Like it was well ahead because let's be honest, in my opinion, 
That 2016 team was one play away from Irving Charles against Minnesota from getting booed out of Beaver Stadium. So the way they turned it around is awesome. Eventually, I think it would have happened. I think it happened a couple years earlier. I think the 2017 was kind of right on schedule. I think the 2017 team was very good. Um, so I think that lightning in the bottle with 2016, you know, the 2017 was good. They had that win against Iowa, but then they let those two games slip away. And yeah, I think they should have beat Ohio State. I was at that game, you know, the, the kick return by Barkley to start. Um, yes. Ohio you know, State was down big and they came all the way back. Yeah, I know. I was there on the sidelines. Somebody got a great picture of me not being happy when Penn State went up, I think, 21 points. Was, um, that, the Haskins, was that the Haskins year? Was that? Yeah. No, that was J.T. No, Barrett, actually. J.T. Barrett. Okay. He actually threw like the ball well for passes. once. Yeah, 19 straight passes or something like that. Something yeah, and in the following week, Ohio State went to Iowa and laid an egg and got their butts kicked. Yeah, yeah. And then Penn, and then Penn State, that was the, the weather delay at Michigan State. Penn State laid an egg. Right. So, right. I remember um, that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the 2016 had a lot of talent. I just think they arrived a little bit early with one of their big wins um, after getting blown out to Michigan earlier in the year and losing to Pitt. But the 2017 was really good. I think 2018 was a little bit of a letdown because they let a couple games slip away they shouldn't have had. 2019, I think, was an, was was good. And I, I that's where you thought Penn State could be a perennial, perennial team. Then COVID happened. I don't really use COVID as an excuse. Everybody went through it. You know, you either, you either dealt with the challenges or you didn't. So, yeah, Penn State was a little bit unlucky. I get that. Maybe they were a little bit strict dealing with it. Again, it's still playing football. You got to go out there. Losing to Nebraska, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm having trouble remembering COVID years, but that was not a good game with Will Levis and, and Sean Clifford. Yes, I remember that game. Yeah, you know, they were shuffling quarterbacks, right? And, yeah. and, and, and I was like, what's going on here? Well, you, you brought up Clifford. I mean, Clifford's been there, what, six, six seven years? I mean. Yeah, he's his grandfather. I mean, yeah. is, if, he start, if he gets out to a slow start, you know, they got Purdue on Thursday. You know, they got Auburn on September 17th. He gets off to a slow start. Do they go to the freshman kid from Ohio? Um, no, or is, no you know, I think it's his team. I think it's his okay. team. And maybe I'm a little bit of a homer, but I think I think Bo Perbula, throw out star ratings. I think, I mean, I know Aller has the arm and everything like that. He struggled in the blue-white game, and I get it. First time out there. Let's not put a whole bunch of stock in there. But Bo just seemed kind of loose. And, you know, I see him rotating at practice and stuff like that. Bo looks kind of kind of good. He let one sail on him the other day. Yursich got on him a little bit on a, on an out route on a, kind of an easy drill. But, um, yeah, I think I, – I mean – I don't know. Obviously, they would go to uh, Christian Valor. You know, I yeah, they have I'm another guy that, too. Right? They have yeah. another guy I mean, before the play. freshman. He's a Canadian, so he can play. You know, um, you know, give him a shot. So, because uh, he, I mean, he played well against Rutgers, but who doesn't? You know, I think it, they beat Illinois if he plays. That's the one thing where I think James kind of out coaches himself. You know, maybe gets a little too loyal to his guys. You know, that that's because Clifford was clearly banged up in that game. They should have played him. I'm yeah, so fired I, up. He, he he took a cheap shot. He took a cheap shot from an Illinois uh, defensive lineman when face playing it. It looked like me in high school getting like lit up by somebody who actually knew how to play football <laughs> and got like just lawn dart like right down in the Beaver Stadium turf. I was like, somebody's got to like light this guy up, take a 15 yards, like well worth it. No. And then they, then he got up on his own and he's like struggling. Like, I've seen old ladies get off the street after falling off their porch quicker than he got off the Beaver Stadium turf and like nobody came to help him. 
Like I was, and I asked Franklin about it afterwards. And Franklin kind of, no, I want the referees to call a penalty. Like I, I get that, but like when your offensive line is struggling and, and like the book on them, maybe they might be a little soft. I talked to Matt Stankowicz, who was an all big 10 selection later on that week. He's like, dude, your quarterback is the king of the castle. Like you got to protect him at all costs. All I know is this. If Richie Lucas back in the 60s, you know, that would have happened. He would have just flat out punched a lineman right in the face in the huddle. If that would have happened to Matt McGloin, I'm pretty sure he would have grabbed the lineman by the face mask. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying it. And I'm, I'm going to say I, I like talked to McGloin after that a little bit. I'm not going to say what McGloin said, but McGloin would have had words for somebody. I know that. So I got to say the, the lines and I've kind of joked around with it about Juice Scruggs. Like, dude, why did nobody come to the quarterback's defense? Juice has said there's a little bit meaner of an attitude this year. That's fine. Like, yeah, get, get mad. It's like dodgeball. Are you angry now? <laughs> I, 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 so let me ask you this. If, if, if Penn State goes 10 and 2 this year in the regular season, what will it take? I like, like, how, how are they no, successful? There's no way they go 10 and 2. No, I'm just I think asking. It's like, I, hear me out. I think it's possible to go 10 and 2 because they have talent. They have talent. Eventually, the O line has to come around. You would think. But it's all dependent on this Thursday. This is a – Brom is a good coach and has pulled up yeah. – Oh, and they got a good quarterback. Has, Aiden O'Connell's a heck of a quarterback. Exactly. Now, they've lost their wide receivers and stuff like that uh, and their playmakers. You know, the injury of their number two wideout from last year, like Hurts, who was supposed to be their their guy. But, I mean, they, they have – if you have a quarterback, you could win. Let's be honest. And in the system they run, you could plug and play with some wide receivers and, and get production. Um, you know, so if Penn State wins on thir- on Thursday night, which it's a possibility, let's say sixty four percent to seventy eight percent, I think I is think the they're FBI. probably gonna win. I, I they should take- win based on talent alone. They should win. You know, so then you go to Auburn. You know, if you beat Purdue and you beat Auburn, I think ten and two is a possibility because then you're only beating Michigan, Ohio State. And Michigan, State. Michigan State. State, who you got at home. Yeah. Again, Michigan State was a poorly coached game from Penn State's perspective last year. Michigan State was a good football team. Penn State, all they did was try to run the ball when Michigan State could not defend the pass to save their they were life. They 128th in pass defense. Ohio State threw for like 400 yards on them in the first half. I was at but, that game. I mean, no offense to the Michigan State defensive backs, but the three of us were out there at times. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> I think I think Michigan State takes a huge step back. Yeah, I think. yeah. I mean, he thinks Michigan State. I I like Michigan. I like what Tuck's building, though. I like I think, what Tucker's building. Listen, I'll say this about impressions at Big Ten Media Day. Mel Tucker got up there and said, "Our goal is to win the division, win the Big Ten, win a national championship." Everybody in the East basically got up there and said that, except Penn. James Franklin didn't come out and say that with his opening statement. I'm just saying, he didn't. Mel so Tucker. Mel Tucker looked like a man who was going to rip my face. If he would have made eye contact with me, I thought my he would have like burned my eyes out. So, what do you think, what Andrew? What do you think Franklin's? What do you think his his uh, a successful season would look for him? Ten and two? Uh, nine and three. I think nine, nine and three. three. Just just yeah. getting this getting the train back on the tracks. I think is a positive step forward. I think eight and four should be minimal expectations. At the same time, you lose to Purdue. I could see that. I hope the wheels don't come off. Because the one thing Penn State doesn't do is bounce back after losses. Now, if you lose to Purdue, you got some, you know, you got Ohio. You got Ohio. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you got some teams in there that you're going to handle. Yeah. But then you get you're going on the road again. So how does you already have a loss? 
you're replacing some key guys. If the offensive line struggles, now you're going down into a hostile environment at night, you know, or wait, I'm sorry. Look at what time's the game against Auburn. Is it 3.30? I think it's 3.30. Sorry. Yeah. I got you caught going up. to that one too? Yes, I am. CBS. I got caught up in the C. I forgot the CBS thing. Yeah. Um, so. Good for you. Yeah. My whole family's going down to that game, actually. I think Are my you? wife That's is actually great. going down to that Good for so, you. You know, I was born and raised in a Penn State family. So my mom and dad are going down, um, you know, things like that. Awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, and again, you beat Purdue, I could see him beating Auburn. They should beat Auburn. I think Franklin's a better coach than Harrison. Like, I, I do. You know, yeah, but people yeah, got to yeah, realize yeah. Our, a lot our, of those early wins with Penn State at home against Auburn, you left them in the game. You left Auburn in the game last year. And I know the depth's better on Penn State this year. But it took a big defensive stand again, just like it did against Wisconsin, a game that should have been put away, you know. Do, do you think the defense takes a step back? I mean, Manny Diaz is a good, you know, I th- he was a good defense coordinator. Head coach was okay. You know, I mean, Brett Pry was Define, a great defense coordinator, a good defense coordinator. Define a step back. Like, well, they were, I mean, I, they made a lot of plays on defense, right? I, I Look, I know, I look at from Ohio State's fan perspective, you guys always had a great game plan against us and slowed us down. I, I will. I don't think I don't know why Ohio State doesn't play well against Penn State. I, I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like a it, you know a guy for the athletic always says it, it turns into a game of grab ass. It's like it, you know I, it, it seems like Penn State just gets up for Ohio State more than anybody. Oh, they definitely. Play them tough. Definitely. I think I think I think Penn State staff coaching against Ohio State is is great. For some reason, Penn State coaches their tails off against Ohio State. And there was a call in the Ohio State game with that snap. That was a weird call. Oh, that was a real weird call. That could have went the other I, way. You're right. I'm going to be honest with you. That, I just they got lucky. They did. A guy that, that used to wear the stripes at the high school level. I, I'm thinking like. <laughs> that was a little fishy. I you know, remember that. He fumbled. And, and right. I, I've done like Bill LeMonnier's camp at Bucknell. And, you know, when I was that in was Charlottesville. I, 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 I agree. I'd be with some ACC officials in our chapters and things like that. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I thought that was a, thought that was a real weird call. Like It, it really, really was. It was I'm not going to say if it was right or wrong, but I just thought it was really weird. But I I, I'm just saying that game could turn around. And, like, Penn State's playing well. Like, you know, happy yeah. birthday to me because that was my birthday. Um, I, 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 I'm really happy it's not a night game. It's a new kick. I'm like, yes, thank God. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a whiteout either, right? I mean, no. that's – They're saying that for Minnesota, right? I think – I hate the prepackaged whiteouts. I hate it. Oh, do you let, really? Let, yeah, let them be so, – let them let, – let's, like, declare it the week of. Like, oh, okay. I say okay. we like I'm a part of the team. I'm, I'm not a part of anything. <laughs> Declare it the week off, not the way it used to be. I gotcha. It's like, it's like manufactured energy. It's like, yeah. what did they say about the Penn State Miami game in 1986? It didn't need to be manufactured like the energy. Yeah, There's yeah. all these types about yeah. national championship games and stuff like that, and most of them stink. Like the one against Georgia, Alabama, um, like it wasn't manufactured. Like you felt like all of Georgia was like ready to take on the world. Like it was, it was, it was an awesome game, you know. Yeah, you're right. I, I I feel you. That's the one thing. Like, let the students say, "Yo, we want to white out. We're going to declare it on Monday." I think that I, I think the stadium would be lit. And also, let the students actually do "We Are" chants anymore instead of the stupid people on the field with microphones. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I love college football. I love organic college football. I, I don't need, you know. All right, let's put you on the spot here. I'm going out to Ohio State Notre Dame. Who wins? What do you think? Give us a prediction. No, it's pretty good. I mean, like you know, at first game. That game's at. That game's, at, that game's yep. at at the horseshoe. Yeah, I'm going. I'll be there. What time's the kick? Eight o'clock. 
Eight o'clock. I have a beer in my hand. I'll be one happy guy. Well, I don't know. Ohio's well. The energy at Ohio State will be great. Obviously, they have to manufacture their some of their loudness because they have to bring in those huge speakers into one end zone and everything. It's kind of cheap. It's a knockoff, but um, I like it. Are they are they wearing any stu- Are they wearing any stupid color uniforms? I have not seen that now. If they wear a stupid color uniform, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Black, gray, they're, they're stupid. You're Ohio State. Go out with your classic ones and make it look awesome. Um, you know, I don't. I, I mean, the only reason it is is to sell money. I mean, to sell yeah. jerseys. That's well, the and recruits. Recruits. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, guys are still going to go there anyway. Yeah. Give, give them them and let them, you know, sell them. That's legal yeah. now. Yeah. You know, Terrell Pryor would be like, hell yeah. Um, now I think that's going to be a, a, a Notre Dame's number five. Yeah. Yeah. Five or six. Yeah. It's All right. My poll. So probably a lot of people will pick Notre Dame to get smoked anyway, just because like, as I, I mean, said, that one Notre Dame fan, that's always at this one high school. I'm like a tradition of being overrated. Um, <laughs> I think Notre Dame keeps it close, keeps it, keeps that game real close. I say 13% chance they pull off the upset, but I, I'd pick Ohio State to win that game. I really okay. like Marcus Freeman, though. I really like Marcus Freeman. I love yeah. him as a player. So we, we got to give him a year. I mean, first, yeah. I mean, yeah, he got the Oklahoma State, you know, uh, game bowl game last year. He got the coach in, but you know, he's coming in. He's got a new quarterback. He's playing. At the, mm-hmm. this, yeah, there's this, a lot of moving this, pieces there. I mean, he's playing on, up against three Heisman finalists potentially for Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, I think if that. I think just on like. Hype alone and energy, Notre Dame's going to make that a real barn burner in the first half. I think if Ohio State when Ohio, if Ohio State wins, or since I'm picking Ohio State, I think they kind of put on maybe like 13, 14 points in the fourth quarter to make that gap maybe, you know, a 17-point game. But I think it's going to, you know, it'll it'll make it look worse than I think it actually actually was. Like you'll see a close game, I think, for three quarters. Yeah. I agree with. That's what I. That's what I. Agree with everything I, you're saying. I, I agree too. I think I. I like. I think it's up to. Se- is it up to seventeen, Clark? I, like I. I. I like Notre Dame to cover the spread, but Ohio yeah. State to win. Yeah, like I, would, a, I. I, I like think a, that's this thing possible. And James Iron, I. I mean, I'm telling you, Notre Dame's linebackers are going to be flying around, and like they're going to be coached like never before. Like James Ironitis knows yeah, what he's doing. Right, you're right. He might have right, jumped Andrew. on it. Ohio State stat guy might have let him jump on a few piles to get him more tackles than Dan Connor and Sean Lee and guys like that. But you know, he was a good linebacker. He's a hell of a linebacker. Hey. It's, it, it's up to 17 and a half. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, Andrew, thanks so much for coming up. Hey, enjoy the game this week. Uh, I hope it goes your guys' way. Should be a fun one. I'll be watching for sure. I mean, Pitt, West Virginia, too. We got two good ones Thursday night. I can't. Yeah. I gotta tell you, like Pitt, West Virginia, like these are games that should always happen. Like right. I agree. Like, it's enough of these. Enough of these. I mean, I know we're going to super conferences and everything like that. Enough of these like joke games. And I get it. You're helping their programs, but already just make it one. Make it one game instead of two. Ohio, Central Michigan. Go play Pitt. Like, yeah, and, yeah, Andrew. One more. Are you a Pitt Penn State? Do you want that rivalry to be every year, or are you? you, you could you care less? Oh, as a Penn State fan, I. I there's nothing better than beating you know little brother and you know getting an easy win. So you might as well yeah. make it against you know. <laughs> They are the highest-ranked team in the state. I'm, yeah. Listen, I've been giving Pitt their due. Desmond Howard has Pitt as his final four team. I don't – I mean, I don't. Desmond might want to, like, yeah. on his pick, you yeah. know. Uh, at the same time, 
Like people were, they were all up on Narduzzi. Pitt finally got out of Pitt's own way. Like they beat Miami right. one year, and so or they they, they beat Clemson one year too, yeah. and then they laid an egg. You know, yeah, they they beat Clemson and then lay an egg. So like, get out of your own way, get the ball going. I thought stability was the biggest thing. Ever since they got rid of Juan, said like stability was their biggest thing. I'm glad, you know, I'm I'm glad they they kept for Pitt's sake. I'm glad they kept Narduzzi, whether fans were unhappy with them. It's the train's moving forward, and that that's that's good for college football. It's good for Pitt. Get Pitt a football stadium. Stop playing out of the Steelers. Get Pitt a football stadium Agreed. and make it your own. I agree. So, I agree. Andrew, right, Andrew. Hey, this was great stuff. This was great stuff. Appreciate you coming on. He Don't hold me any prediction. Thanks, bud. We'll get you on again. If I'm wrong, I'm all. I played in a golf tournament at 8 a.m. this morning. I'm all hopped up on energy drinks right now. So any predictions are fully like. I wrote them all down. Way out. I wrote okay. them all down, so we'll be, we're good to go. Okay. All right, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thanks, All right, Andrew. here come the Irish. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. See ya. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, couple oh, that things. Was good, that was good stuff, Coach. Oh, so uh, he is he is amazing. I see him at games sometimes, and like he'll come up to me and gives me a bear hug. We just get, it was just we just met each other, just struck from a friendship, and um, he was at media day for a local one, and he came up to me. He goes, and I can't repeat what he said, but he was like. MF it about Penn State, Penn State that, Franklin this. He's got about 10 and 2. I mean, he thinks it's an easy path. That I don't – looking at their schedule, I don't see it. But I guess if they do beat Auburn, you know, that Penn, that Michigan I, game. Since Auburn's a way. train wreck, I got a feeling that they, they rise up and beat Penn State. I don't know. Like, like Auburn's, got the number one, Auburn's got the number one schedule in the country this year. It's easy, right? No, they got the toughest. Oh, do they? But, but I can see them beating Penn State. I mean – it's at home, you know. It's tough to play down. It's tough to play down there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's right though. They start on one, like they're gonna be like ten-year contract. You lost to Purdue. Like it's like Purdue's like house money. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so what we see was saying. I was gonna backtrack real quick. There was a kid in our local area called Bo Perbella. He was a he was the second quarterback in that class, the three-star okay. kid. So they got okay. Drew Allen and they got Bo Perbella. And I saw Bo Probella play two or three times. I met the kid. He is a fantastic kid. He's unreal. Uh, I think he's got a chance. Everybody says that he's actually out playing Aller right now. Now, we'll see what happens a year from now. But uh, if, if well, Aller's not going to sit, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, get yeah, whoever was that, like Probella too. Like Probella's yeah. a Division one quarterback. If he doesn't start there, they'll transfer somewhere. One of those yeah. two will transfer somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and another running back, Nicholas Singleton, he was another guy I saw local area, four-star kid, everybody won, and he went to Penn State. And then the, the kid he's talking about was a kid from Florida. So they got two four-star running backs, and both of them are expected to play, and they're going with both guys this, this year. So they got a lot of young blood in there. So we'll see. I just think, you know, I think when they were winning 10, 11 games, the, the, the climate was different. Michigan was a little down. I think Michigan's a little better, and I think Michigan State is – you know, you think they're down. I don't know. If Michigan State falls back to earth, that could be your Penn State window to get to 93 at least. You know, I, you know, coach, I always go off of how the quarterback's playing, especially in college football. I, I think it makes it such a big difference. Yeah, I agree. And really, really at any level. Um, you know, Michigan State, you know, they, they were a running team last year. Um, but I, wa- I want to just touch on, I know we were just kind of finishing up some of these, uh, these conferences. I think we still have to do with the ACC 
in the uh, Pac-12. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll uh, wrap them up in a second. What, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. What do you think of uh, of um, Harbaugh going to a two quarterback system these first two games? Starting, he's starting McNamara um, game one, then he's going to come back with McCarthy game two. I just think it's classic Harbaugh. I don't understand why we do that. Like, it's like, it's different. I mean, that's I don't even think the JT Barrett. Um, uh, who won you guys uh, the national championship? Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. That I mean, was he a, went with Cardell the first two or three games. Then, but this is this is interesting. I mean, he's he already came out and said this guy's starting game one. This guy's starting game two. I mean, as a coach, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like know. It. I, I I'll be honest with you. Like, I made a horrendous decision as a coach. Uh, my second year as head coach, when I had a senior and a sophomore, and I wanted the sophomore to win it. Um, and I kept alternating. I mean, it, it was a disaster. It, it, you got to pick one guy and roll with it. Like last year. Ohio State had that quarterback competition, and Kyle McCord kind of made it close, and they went with Stroud. And he he had some moments where he struggled in the Oregon game and stuff, and they rolled with it. He's like, we're never making a quarterback change. And, you know, it's like, I, I you know, experience matters so much in court, quarterback, you know what I mean? And, like, you got to pick one role with him. You know, I wonder if he's doing this to give it to J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy is a five-star kid from Illinois. The guy is super talented, that oozes talent. Hey, McNamara is more your gym rat type of guy. Like, is he doing this to get JJ the, the ball, you know, and go? I don't think it will matter. The first two games are bad. Uh, you know, you know, first three so, games are bad. Colorado, yeah, so, uh, Connecticut, yeah, and Hawaii. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it will matter. Um, but it is very interesting that he he would do that. I don't I don't get it. I mean, you're better to maybe do like let them both play in both games. You know, like I'm sure they both will once they blow the team out. They'll probably get the backup end, but. After week two, you got to make the decision. You got to roll with it. And you can't be changing back and forth. You know, it's just like you got to roll with it. So, it's typical hardball, like you said. Typical hardball. Yeah, I mean, like the thing with it is, is, is as much as I've given Jimmy shit, is he hasn't been bad there. Like he's way better than Brady Hoke and Rich Rod. He just he hasn't been to the level of beating Ohio State and not making the playoff. That's why it's been, you know, what I mean, so weird. This is year eight for for Harbaugh already. I know. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I do want to finish just a couple of things. Uh, going back to the Big Ten. So looking at the odds, Ohio State minus 215 to win the Big Ten. Uh, and then the SEC, I'm sure Alabama's what? Alabama's minus 145 to win the Big Ten, the SEC. Well, yeah, I think I think that just shows you, you know, you got you got Georgia coming out of that, that other division in the SEC championship game. That That's – you know, that could go either way, right? And sometimes that game doesn't even really matter. You know, look right. at uh, – Right, I agree. You know, you know, Georgia got, you know, boat raced in that in that game, and they still made the national championship in the final four and then came back and, and, and took took it to Bama. So, who do you think is the favorite? I'm on DraftKings right now. Who do you think is the favorite for the Big 12? Probably Oklahoma State. Oklahoma plus 190. And who's Texas, second? Texas plus 290. Uh, and that I think the Texas thing is, you know, there's so many Texas fans. They're probably getting a lot of action. That's probably um, what it is. Baylor's yeah. plus 650 and uh, Oklahoma State's plus 550. Yeah, I like that. I like that 550. <laughs> I like that 550 too. You're right. I mean, uh, you know, he Gundy's done a nice job there. He really has. You know, he's a solid program. So, all right, let's get into the ACC. Okay. Um, I, I said Clemson. I don't feel great about it. I mean, you could get a Miami in there or somebody else, but. Pitt, Pitt's top 10 team, preseason top 10. 
Pitt. I mean, uh, maybe. I mean, they bring bring Keenan Slovis in. They lost. The, yeah, from you USC. Know, winner Addison. It's gonna be interesting. Clemson's gonna Clemson to me might be the most interesting team in college football. He lost his AD, his OC, his DC. So, you know, we're gonna see how good a coach he is. We're gonna see how good right. of a coach he and is. So, so let's see how he does. He he he, he promoted within uh, OC, promoted within the DC. Let's see how good you are. DJ DJ uh, I can't even say his name. Like DJ stunk last year. They got Ugalagi. us. U- Ugalagi. They got a stud freshman behind him. Does he pull the plug and go to that stud, or does he ride with DJ? Their offense was horrendous last year. So I don't know uh, what to think, but they're the most talented team. So I'm going to roll with them. Um, and then the, the my sleeper teams, I love Miami. They got a, they got an NFL-type quarterback in Van Dyke. Van Dyke yep. They got some really good players coming back. You know, Mario Cristobal ducking the, ace, the transfer portal. He's going to make them physical on the line of scrimmage. I know they're probably a year or two away from like a national championship title run, but I like them. Now, a lot of people are saying uh, North Carolina State. I don't know. I've never bought in that coach. They got a lot of talent coming back. What do you think? What do you think of the ACC? No, I think I think you're I think you're spot on on Clemson. You know, Dabo kind of reminds me of the Harbaugh of the, of the South. He still he says a lot of stupid shit. You know, he's he's kind of a he's he's, he's a different cat. You know, we're going to see how good of a coach he is. Um, I think it's I think it's a three team race. You know, I think I think Pitt has a chance. You know, obviously Clemson and, and then uh, Miami. I mean, I don't think anybody else. I don't think Wake Forest. I know NC State didn't have a terrible year last year, but you know they're they're usually a, a couple players short of 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 being that. Um, I guess. National title contenders? Does somebody usually somebody comes out of the ACC does sneak in at that four spot? You know, like I said, we said Desmond Howard has Pitt in his <laughs> final four. I, I don't see it. I mean, but um, you know, Desmond covers it for a living, makes a whole hell of a lot more money than I do. So um I don't know. I think Florida State, they're still a couple years away if they ever even get back to to, to where they are, you know, five and seven. You know, if they don't make a bowl game this year, I think Norvell's gone. Um, I agree. You know? And we'll see what happens to that conference, right? We, we've talked about that, you know, off off record. We've talked about, I mean, the ACC could freaking blow up. You know, the problem is they have, that, they have their TV deal to 2036. Now, you could go to court and try to fight it. I don't know. But they're going to be – the way the Big Ten is with this TV deal – they're going to fall so far behind financially between the Big Ten and the SEC that they're not going to be able to keep up unless they can get a new TV deal or something, you know. Like, it, there's a world where, right, like, isn't there a world where the SEC takes Florida State, takes Miami, and then the Big Ten – or Clemson. Clemson. The Big Ten comes in, takes North Carolina. There's a lot of North Carolina buzz to the Big Ten, you know, because they want that brand. They, it's a good academic school. You know, maybe you know, I don't know what you do with Duke, but maybe a Pitt then joins the Big Ten. Oh, a, lot of, man, yeah. a lot of talk of that. I don't know if that will happen, but I think the Big Ten's happy. But you know, it could, and and their TV deal stinks for them. It, it they just not make it. Not going to make. They have until twenty thirty six. You know, and and they're just it, it's not that good a contract. It's a it's a mediocre conference too, as far as football. It is. It You've is. got a lot of mediocre teams: Carolina, Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech 10 years ago, different story. Um, you know, uh, Virginia, 
Uh, Georgia Tech's been terrible the last three or four years. They went through, you know, three coaches in five years or whatever it's been. The Blue Devils, they had a couple good years with, you know, with uh, the Manning's guy. Um, you know, and then they got a new head coach now. Virginia Tech's yeah. got a new coach, Brett Pry, who came from Penn State. You got, you know, Duke's, Duke was the Texas AM, DC, Elko. So, you know, but still, yeah, you're right. They're not like, not like there's, there's just a lot of just, just a lot of mediocre teams. I don't, yeah, ACC's Syracuse, they're no good, you know. It, it, it is not great. So, here you go on, on DraftKings, Clemson's minus 130. Who, who do you think's the second team? It's got to be Pitt. Miami plus 550. Wow, that big of a jump. Wow. That's and then North Carolina favorite. State is plus 750, and then Pitt plus 85, 850. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's good. I just – I really think Clemson is – it's interesting. Like, like, does Dabble turn into – does Dabble ever get back to the national championship level? Or do they they fall back because he's so stubborn? He, he he doesn't do the transfer portal. Um, he does some odd things in recruiting. Once you commit, you can't go all, you can't go somewhere else and visit. You know, and every other program allows you to visit. Um, he he's not the big NIL guy. Like does, does I don't think they ever stink. But does Clemson fall back and get like? Well, are they more like a nine ten win team every year? Instead it, of you know what well, I mean, it's gonna be fast. They had they had that six, seven, eight year stretch where they had elite quarterbacks at the college level. They did. You they, know, they went it, from Watson to Lawrence. Well, and before that, boy, Taj Boyd, Lawrence, yeah, Taj Boyd, Watson, Lawrence. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they had that stretch there where it was, it was unbelievable. Um, Their defense know. is loaded though. Like 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 if this DC knows what he's doing, their front seven is their front their D line is probably the best in the country. Their front four is nasty, nasty. Their linebackers are good. Like, they're good on defense. The defense is not the problem. I know that's Venables. I get that. But if this guy can coach a little bit, they'll be all right on defense. It's just a question on offense and, and quarterback. So, yeah, I think I think Clemson or I mean, Clemson is the only play for the for the ACC championship. I mean, I don't I don't see those other schools competing with them this year. Yep. All right. Pac-12, the last one, um, for it's rated. <laughs> uh, Pac-12. So I picked Utah. You know, a lot of Utah buzz, and you're going to be at that game. Like, I like Utah. You know, Whittingham has – it goes against my grain. I'm a big recruiting guy, but Whittingham is built – he's, like, built a physical, tough team. How long do you think he's been there? He's been there since Urban left, so that's, like, what, 12 years? 18 years. 18? Wow. He's been he's been there 18 years as the head coach. He's had a great run, man. He's a great co- he's a good coach, man. He's had right? a lot he's he's had a lot of 10, 10 win seasons. I mean, um, he is a great coach, and they play good football. And they go down the swamp week one. You know, I obviously be there. Yeah, yeah, I will be there. I, I hope they have good Wi Fi because I will have the Notre Dame Ohio State game. <laughs> That's a fascinating game, like. Yeah, like Utah, this this really good program that's been solid. But are they great? Are they a great? Program? No, they're good. They're solid. They're like they're like what Wisconsin was before they fell off a little slightly. You know, like they're like like they're like a Wisconsin out west. They're physical. They're well coached. And then you go to Florida. They got to open up first game for Billy Napier. You know, you don't know what to expect from Florida. I could see Florida from 
seven wins, the nine ten. I don't know. That's a fascinating game, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very fascinating game. We, we, we had the line at what minus one. Um, yes. You know, Utah's minus one, which is basically a pick'em, right? That's pick that's basically right. a pick'em. Pick you know, they're returning fourteen starters coming off that ten and four year. Um, I believe they were up big on Ohio State in the, in the Rose Bowl, they and then they kind of blew. It was the opposite. Notre Dame gave up the big lead to Oklahoma State. Ohio State came back. It, 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 it was really unfair to Utah. Ohio State got lucky because they had so many injuries, and I think somebody opted out or something that they were playing their like backup running back at corner, and they're trying to guard Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba, but they didn't have a chance. And um, but no, you you're right. I, I you know I came away very impressed with Utah. I really liked their program, but you know they're my favorite. My second, my sleeper is I like Oregon. You know, I, I know Dan Lanning's new coach, but Mario left them really well. They're stacked on the lines. Um, they got the former Auburn court, uh, quarterback, Nick Nixon. I'm not Bo, a huge, no, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. huge Nix fan, Knicks fan yeah. but I, I think that they're talented. Now, we'll see them. That's a 3.30 kick. They play Georgia. Yeah, 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 Georgia. What, 15, what another fun yeah, game. 15 and a half uh, point dogs uh, from, from the last I saw. Here's the thing, Coach. We haven't even talked about the two biggest stories for the Pac-12. We haven't. Was, was Lincoln Riley and, uh, and Williams coming over to be his quarterback from Oklahoma. I, mean, I like I like Lincoln Riley a lot, and I think he'll do good. I just don't know if they're going to – They were so they bad last year. They I were don't terrible. think they win the Big 12, the Pac-12. I think they're, they're like 8-4, and 9-3. and three. They were 4-8 they were last year. So we're going to see – how good of a coach Lincoln Riley really is. Well, he's got Caleb Williams, which helps. And they got the, the, the Oregon running back coming out. Like, I think they're, they're like Texas, but better, a little better. Like, they're good at skill, but their line and their defense stinks. So, I don't – I mean, he brought – what's his name? His DC from Oklahoma with him, who was at Ohio State. And, you know, I, like, I'm not a huge believer in him as a DC. So, I don't know. I, I think long-term Link Riley works. He's cool. It's the it factor. USC. They're paying him a boatload of money. He's a good. He's a quarterback whisperer. He'll get court like, you know, you know. It's similar. You no, know, Dave's probably done. Dave's probably done Like Dave and Lincoln Riley are, are similar to me. Is it like they're both great offensive minds, but are they? Do they got enough asshole in them? Do they got enough little Saban? Do they got a little Saban in them to just push their team over the edge? Do you know what I mean? Can they be? Can they not win a shootout? Can Can Ohio State can, with Ryan Day and can Rinkley Riley play some defense occasionally? That's my question about both of them. They're brilliant offensive minds, brilliant, but defensively, are they good enough? And are they good enough on the line of scrimmage? And that's the question I have about USC going forward. And it's a little bit of a question I have with Ohio State and Ryan Day. You know, it's going to be fascinating. You know. Is there a world where USC wins the Pac-12? Maybe, but I to me it's it's Utah, Oregon. Yeah. What do you think Caleb Caleb Williams is winning the Heisman? What do you think the odds are? Yeah, well, I, I'm looking at Caesars right now. Ten to one. Seven to one. Yeah, I mean he, he could. He's a baller, man. He's, he's third. He'd be behind your guy, uh, CJ Stroud, plus two hundred, two to one. That's yeah, crazy. Went, two to one. That's nuts for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, yeah. he could have won. He could have won it last year. Yeah. I mean, his stats were right there. I mean, you know who should have won it last year was Will Anderson. He was awesome. I mean, his stats—he like thirty some tackles for loss. I mean, the dude was like unreal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ohio State has has two guys in the top. Trey Henderson's up there, or is it? Yeah, he's okay. fourth. And then yeah. uh, Jackson Smith is no, nah, he's top. He's top ten. Okay, so here's the odds. DraftKings. Who do you think is the favorite in the Pac-12? It's it's got to be Utah. I mean, they're the USC best plus two twenty. All that that's, all that that's California the, money, right? Oh, is that what yeah, it is? that's just the hype of uh, Lincoln Riley. They're they're a four and eight football team. They're returning three defensive starters. Uh, I mean, I will say this: their schedule is not. I mean, they're at Utah. I mean, I guess that's a tough game. You know, they're at Stanford the second game of the year. Stanford's another team. Five ten years ago, we're talking about we're leading off with them, right? Their coach is. You know, yeah. they're talking about him being the next, you know, the, the next Jim Harbaugh. He's going to the NFL. Um, you know, he gets on all the ESPN shows. Everybody loves him. But, you know, Stanford stinks. I mean, they're, they've are they been bad the last three or four years. So Utah's plus 240, so they're second. Oregon's plus 280, so they're all kind of jumbled there. And then UCLA's plus 900. What about Chipper? He's got them playing a little better. He doesn't recruit well, but he's got the DTR, Dillian, Darian Thompson, Robinson back. Got some good transfers in again, so he's not going to. I mean, it's going to be tough to recruit against Riley right there. He's not going to ever recruit him, right? No, no. In UCLA, how much money they really put in their football program? I mean, they're eight and four last year, and that's probably about right. It's probably what they're going to be about every every good year. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's just do this. Um, a couple more things to do. So. Uh, every week I'm going to do a top 10. I'm just going to say it out and I'll, I'll let you, I'll give you the top five. And you tell me if you think they're too high, too low. So I put Alabama one, I put Ohio state two, Georgia three, Utah four, Texas A&M five. I got your Notre Dame fighting Irish six. What do you think? Utah, Utah is way too high. Way too high. I don't think they're a top one. I, if they lose this first game, if, I mean, Florida's a, Florida's a, what was Florida? Five and seven, four and eight last year. I mean, yeah. they were terrible. And they're a one-point favorite against Florida at home. That that tells me they're not a, that they're not a f- top five team. They should be at least a touchdown favorite. They're a top five team. True. Um, and I think everything else was Texas. If they A&M, win though, if they beat Florida, they're going to be justified being a top five ten team. I, I think. Win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. I, I think Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is probably a little bit high this year. Um, I would I would probably get them down in the top ten. I they're. they're I have Ohio State beating them by three touchdowns. I mean, it's going to be tough to keep up with them. I mean, it could, it could get up because we're we're a running team. I talk them like I am, but um, Notre Dame's running yeah, team. And that's a tough start for Buck Buckter, right? He's a starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. I mean, first game in the shoe, big game. You know, Ohio State. You know, the, the thing it is is Ohio State defenders are pissed. They're sick and tired of being maligned, and they might come out and put a whooping and be really excited. So. We'll see. I mean, I also could think, like, they come out and put a good offensive game plan and they hang for a while, like, for sure. Did you have Georgia in there? I have Georgia three. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You, you got a tie? I like Georgia a lot still. I know they lost a lot, but, you know, they're, ta- they're talented. I think Clemson probably is probably be top five. I, I got Clemson seven. Yeah. I got – I put Michigan State eight. Oh, <laughs> you don't like that one. Uh, there are eight – they're a seven eight win team football team this year. Michigan nine and then Baylor ten. You're on that Baylor bandwagon. I'm, I'm I know. Like, I'm writing I like this, Miranda. I'm writing this Miranda's shit. a good dude, man. I'm writing this shit down because you know I've been, 
Baylor top ten. We'll see. And winning the and winning the uh, Big Twelve. We'll see about that. It was hard. Like like I guess you could put Pitt up there, Oklahoma State. I'm not a believer in USC yet. I mean Texas. No. I mean it's like it's not easy. What about Penn State? Your boy Andrew said they're going to win ten football games. They win ten games. That's top ten. They're not even in the top twenty five right now. Well, I, I'm not a believer in Penn State. I I think they're like eight four. Like I, I just think that you know they're just not like, like. But they got to hope is they got to get like next year. They got two freshmen. One of those guys take a look. Like Clifford's not the guy, man. He stinks. He uh, that's stinks. why I said that if he struggles the first couple of games, or they they go into somebody else. No, but like they're not going to. That's his guy. He's gonna roll with him. He stinks. That's he stinks. Why, oh, that's why James Franklin's. You know, uh, you know, he's what is he? Sixty-seven and thirty. That's why he's lost thirty-four games out of a hundred. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not a Clifford guy. So, all right. Um, oh, gambling court. So Clark's gambling corner. So here, here it is. We kind of alluded to this. Yeah, we did. Oklahoma. So we got three wins. Three, we're after this. We got pickums, guys. We're gonna pick the games. Um, so we got three teams over under. So let, let's let's go. We'll keep track of this. Yep. We'll write this down. So first I'll, one, Oklahoma nine and a half. You got the over or under. I got the buddy. I got the, I got the under. I like the under on on Oklahoma. I I think they're gonna take a step back. What is this, the first time in 25 years somebody not affiliated with the Oklahoma football team kind of takes over as a head coach? They're learning new offensive system. Um, they got the Gabriel kid from UCF. We talked about that earlier in the program. I, I, I just don't see it this year. Um, their defense has always struggled, right? So I don't think he's going to come in and just turn that defense right around. Uh, offensive, uh, offensively, they're going to take a step back. I got them, I got them seven and five, eight and four. I think that, I think I like that under all day. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree. I, I I think so too. I take the under. So eight and a half under. Alabama nine, nine and a half. Coach. Nine and a half. Sorry. Yeah, both. I think they're like eight and four, seven and five. So yep. Alabama. Over. I, over. I think we're both over. Right. Run the right. table. Ten and a half. I like the over. We both like the over. That's scary. Yeah, I know. It's hard to go against Bama. I Wisconsin. Just going back to Bama, I think the 10 and a half, that could be – I'm surprised it is 10 and a half. I could see that being 11. You know, I think at worst-case scenario, they lose one game to 11-1. I don't, I don't know. But Ohio State's 10 and a half. Like, 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 like I, does anybody do 11? Is it always yeah. the highest 10 and a half? Well, I, this year it's 10 and a half. That's the highest. Okay. Has there been a team with 11 before? You seen that? Um, I, I, I have not. I have okay. not. Yeah, okay. All right. Um. Wisconsin eight and a half. You're going over. I'm going under. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. They're, they're a little off. Okay, we'll see. Clark over and wider under. Okay. All right, we will see. And just to throw one more out there because we talked about this team a lot, just to kind of follow it. I do okay. have Florida. I do have Florida over seven. You know, oh, I think they're over four. Yeah, Florida. Is it seven? Or yeah, it's four? seven. 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 I'll, we'll both go over. I I agree. That's your sleeper team in the in the SEC. Yeah, I, I just I like Billy Napier a lot. Yeah, like I a, like. He's got a good quarterback. You never know, right? You be. Yeah, I mean, like, like the thing about Billy Napier, you got to respect is he got fired at Clemson, and then he went and grinded. He went to Alabama as an analyst, receivers coach. He bounced around, and then he went to Louisiana, and like he was there four years. It wasn't there like two years. Like he did a nice job there. Like they were physical. He had a, you know a good plan. 
he could have got the Auburn job. He didn't want the Auburn job. He's like, they're, they're a disaster. I don't want that Auburn job. He waited cool. it out and he went to Florida. He got it what he wanted. What happened with him and uh, him and Dabo got into it, didn't they? Where? Well, uh, no, what it was is this is what happened. Um, this is kind of like back before the spread offenses really took off. So Dabo wanted the offense was like okay and he wanted to open it up. So he fired him and brought in um, Chad Morris. Chad Morris came in, and that's when they 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 went and spread no huddle. They went full spread no huddle, and, and that's right at the start of when it was happening everywhere. And that's you know when they got like Boyd and they got Watson and everybody. And that's when they started blowing up. And then Chad Morris, you know, eventually left. Um, but yeah, like that's when Chad Morris came from high school to be their OC. How oh, crazy okay. is that? Yeah, I remember that. And um, so he fired him, and then he went to he went to Alabama was an analyst for a year or two. He was Alabama's receivers coach for a while. And then he went to like Arizona. I think he was out Arizona state. And so he bounced around a little bit, but that like, like that one, him are still close. He just like felt like he had a firearm. So like, I don't know, like, I didn't you like that a little bit about the guy. I mean, he was like, he went through coach at a young age. He was fired by Dabo. He was, he was fired in, um, 2010 and he was at Alabama as an analyst and he was a Colorado state quarterbacks coach, Alabama, three years receivers, Arizona state one year. And then Louisiana I means 40 and 12 at Louisiana, seven and seven, 11 and three, 10 and one, 12 and one. I mean, so, I don't know. I kind of, he's young too. He's only 43. So I don't know. I, I kind of believe her in Billy Napier. Yeah. We'll see. I like them over seven, especially if they beat Utah. I think it's a lock. They beat Utah. Okay, last one. We're, we're going a little long. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Let's go pick them with Clark and Coach. Okay, so Oregon versus Georgia. That's a neutral site game, right? Yes, it's at the uh, – I believe it's Atlanta, probably at the um, – it, it's Chick-fil-A. Was it Chick-fil-A Stadium or whatever there in Atlanta, Georgia? 15 and a, minus 15 and a half, Georgia. I like Georgia. Me. 15 and a half. Me I mean – <laughs> We agree. I feel like I feel like that's a sucker lie. I think everything over 14 thing. Oh man, I gotta take Oregon. Yeah. It's gonna be I could see 28 to 3, 35, 10, something along those lines. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna take Georgia. Uh, I'm gonna take Georgia as well. Um, you know, 15 and a half is a lot, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Georgia, you know, because I, I just think, you know, like a 35-10. The four, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like. How, how the hell did Oregon beat Ohio State last year to open up the season? That was the first time since the 1990s that a Pac-12 team beat a top five team on the road. You know why? Ohio State was horribly coached on defense. Kerry Combs didn't know what he was doing. And uh, they had uh, Moorhead, who used to be at Penn State, and uh, the former Mississippi coach. And he just out-schemed them and, like, I remember watching that game and I was like, oh my God, well, we got to get a DC. And it was just like the whole year, you know, the, you know, they won the rest of the games until Michigan, but it was like their defense stunk. And like Kerry Combs didn't know what he was doing. Let's just well, they took that away from him, didn't they? A couple games. Couple, After couple that games. game, they did. Yeah. But, but yeah. like you can't, people don't realize you can't change your scheme middle of the year. You are who you are for the most part. Now, maybe you get a spark with a quarterback or you move, you know, injuries and stuff like that. I'm not saying that you can get better. I'm saying you can't change your scheme. Like once they lost the game, I was like, I felt deep down inside. I thought they were over. The season was over because I was like, 
like their scheme was so bad on defense. Like Jim Knowles is a breath of fresh air on defense. Like they're going to actually the last five years on defense, they've been winning on talent. They're going to actually scheme people up and like confuse quarterbacks. Amazing idea, right? Yeah. Well, so, we'll see. We'll see. They better they better have a bounce back uh, year defensively because that's how you're going to win the championship. Yep. Okay, Utah at Florida. You the game you'll be at. Uh, Utah I'm minus for, I'm one. I'm going Florida. I'm going Florida. I, I'm not a believer in Utah. If they're going to come in here and be SEC team on the road, I know it's Napier's first game. Richardson, he's we don't know what he's going to be yet, right? He had all the hype last year, got hurt, pulled his hamstring. I'm going Florida. Um, I, we'll see it. We'll, we'll see if Utah can go out and swap and, and win this game. And, and I'll be a believer if they can do that. Okay, not so fast, my friend. Even though I'm a Billy Napier fan, and I love Billy Napier, like I just said, I'm going to go with Utah. I just think that they're a physical, tough program, and they're, they're built for this. They're not going to be intimidated. I'm, Whittingham's got – this guy's got an edge. I got Utah. I just got this feeling Utah's going to win. So, I tell you what, if Florida wins and Anthony Richardson win, plays well, the hype train will be going off the rails for Florida. It would be like, oh, Florida, because it would be like they got a star quarterback, Billy Napier. He's the hero. It would be the hype train will be crazy. So uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Utah uh, to pull it off. Okay. All right, here we go. What is it, 17 and a half? 17 and a half up to oh 17 Oh, my and a half God. Hour. So why is it set, why does it keep going up? Everybody's taking Ohio State? I think I think teams are I think the problem is Ohio State is so loaded offensively. You know, I think Notre Dame's gonna be a good defensive team. They have two first round draft picks potentially on their defense, um, top twenty players um in the country. To slow Ohio State down is gonna take a hell of a game plan. All the all the breaks are gonna have to fall Notre Dame's way. I don't see Ohio State scoring any less than thirty five points. I don't know if Notre Dame can score thirty. I don't think they can score 21. I really don't. I, I just – they're a running team. You know, Buckner, he's a runner. They say he's, he's, he looks a little better passing the ball, but I don't see it. At 17 and a half, screw it. I'll take, I'll take Notre Dame because I am a homer just like you are with Ohio State, but I, I don't feel good about it. I don't. I'm actually going to agree with you. I think, I think Notre Dame keeps it close because oh. that, that's a lot of points. Yeah, in college football, I mean, this thing could be, you know. Ohio I got Ohio score, State like 34-20. Ohio State could score 56 points. I mean, they're – Coach, but, you even said it. They're loaded offensively. I, I, I don't know. There's just a, there's a thing about me first game, first DC. You, you just said they have one of the best offensive lines in college football. They right? do. I just got to – I know, but they got – you know, Notre Dame's got a good defense. Their, their defense and – who's that guy that's awesome? Uh, he's a stud, you know. I don't yeah, know. They have, they have him as a top. He's a, he could be a top fifteen pick. I I I just got this. Feel, I think Ohio State's gonna win. Fosky. That's it. Isaiah Fosky. I, I don't know. I just I got I just can't see Ohio State blowing them out. Like I don't know why. I just I just like just I got to see like, something from Buck. I gotta see something from this Buckner kid. Like, That's it, why I'm not high on Notre Dame right now. I, you see him running around against shitty teams. Okay, great. I, I have here's the thing. I, I hate to say this. I've seen Ohio State lay a lot of eggs at home in non-conference games. 
I, I, I like like you said Oregon last year. You know Baker came in there and beat him. You know Texas back in the day did it. USC's beat them in the shoe. Well, just sometimes Virginia like Tech, they, that one year they Virginia won the Tech, Tech, right? Yeah, that like, was that was out, that was on the road though, right? No, 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 no. They beat them at at the horseshoe that year. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, yeah. They they had so many old line problems. What it was is I don't know how they weren't ready for it. They went on a bare front and they like put like they 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 screwed up Ohio State and uh, that was a great JT job. By, it, it, it was Barrett's second start and yeah. he was just like he was flustered. But they lay an egg sometimes in these games. I don't know why. It's game one, new DC. I don't know. I got a feeling it's close. That's all I'm saying. I you know. I, it's more respect I have for Freeman. He'll get his boys to play, and it's like it's like twenty-one ten at the half, and then they hit, they stick around a little bit more, and then Ohio State closes. I don't know. I, I got this feeling that Notre Dame's going to hang around and play really well against Ohio State. I don't know. It's just a, it's a feeling I got. I, I I don't really, you know, I'll be at the game. Yeah, I hope we blow their doors off, but that's just kind of how I feel. Like, that's how I'm going to bet it. I think I'm going to take Notre Dame in the points when I bet it. I have to wow, bet it before I go to Ohio because Ohio doesn't we, have gambling. We we jump on this. Uh, we jump on this game. We jump on this on this uh, po- our podcast on Monday Labor Day. One of us is going to be feeling real bad. One of us is going to be feeling real high. And that's just, that's college football, right? I mean, that's yeah, why it's so great. Yeah. You know, but you, like, you like, lose- like, 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 honestly, if Notre Dame loses this game and wins out. They're, they're not out of it. Yeah, they're not. They're, out. they're not out of it. I mean, yeah. I don't think if Ohio State loses, they're not out of it. They, they can win the rest of the way, beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, and still go. But you're right. I mean, it will be. I, I don't know the way you feel. Like I, I will be distraught if we lose this game. So I'm going to it. Another non-conference after losing Oregon last year at home. I'll be distraught. You know, for you, it's like you're kind of playing with house money. It's your first year. Like, I think next year is the year you're probably going to beat Ohio State because Ohio State's going to lose a lot after this year. And oh, they're, and, replacing, they're replacing everybody. And then Notre Dame's going to be kind of like their second year in the system. The only benefit Ohio State has going next year is, is week three. So the Ohio State will have a couple games going before they get in. So Kyle McCord's going to win the job probably. We'll have two games before that because CJ's going to the NFL. But I think that's the year Notre Dame gets Ohio State. But we're going to see. Is CJ going to the NFL? After this year, after his third year. Nah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's gone. Gonna be, he's gonna be another one pick. You think you like you like him better than Bryce Young? I do, I do. I he's think a little he's, bigger. I think he's a little bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah. I think Bryce Young's a little like Kyler Murray. He's thin. Yeah, I, I don't even know if he's five ten. Like he's thin. He's slight. He's We're, a little guy. CJ Stroud, is Stroud's big guy. He's six three, two two ten, two fifteen. Like he's yeah, than, yeah, yeah. I I I agree. And and, and Stroud's got. Stroud knows how to like he his processing of plays and getting rid of the ball is exceptional. Like he made some tremendous throws last year. Like like he sees the field very 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 well. Um, he's probably the best throwing quarterback Ohio State's ever had, and that says a lot with Haskins. But I mean, Fields was more of an athlete. It wasn't like he read the field great, you know. So, but like I CJ is pretty special for sure. All right, man, that was long hour and a half. Week zero in the books, right? That's yeah. What they call, that's what they call this week one recap, week week one preview. Yeah. Week zero recap. I, I'm so excited. I love college football. It is by I far my too. favorite sport. So I like football in general. Yeah, I know you do. You and I are both football guys. So I, you know, hey, have fun, bud, at the game. You know, Utah. We'll I, talk. We'll talk. I mean, yeah, Utah, Florida's good. I know you'll be watching Indy. 
But it's a shame. It would be almost better if that was a 3.30 kick and then you could rush home and watch Indy. I know. But you got to – I get it. I, if I had to choose, I'd probably – that's tough. I would go to the game too because that'd be – that's, that's a heck of a game, Utah. I mean, it's – you know, my first game in the Swamp. Obviously, went to the Florida-Georgia game. How far away year. is that from you? It's about an hour and a half. Okay. First game ever uh, in the Swamp too. Wow. Yeah. 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 Are you, guys, so, are you driving up for the day and driving back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going up with the with, with some. Plans. Will you go tailgating all day? Yeah, well, yeah. We're gonna leave probably about ten, eleven o'clock. So we'll get down there, twelve, twelve thirty. So. I'll be... All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. It's the College Football Index, formerly the Big Ten Football Show. Uh, Clark, any parting shots before we go, buddy? Uh, let's go Irish. Let's uh, <laughs> down the Buckeyes. Come on, you gotta leave it at that. This is uh, how funny is that the first show we got and our two teams are playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And go, Bucks!